Talking Landscape Photography with Kristen Fletcher and Cowan. How are you, legends? Do you hear that sound? That's the Lumix S1R, which is an absolute beast, taking eight shots in high-res mode. If you would like the chance to win your own Lumix S1R plus a 24105 valued at $6,899, head over to lightminded.com.au, go to the competitions page and answer a couple of simple questions, which I can't tell you here, so go and have a look for yourself. Uh, the cutoff date for this is the April, April the 20th, and the winner will be announced right here on April the 22nd, and uh, I would be all over that if I was you. Uh, now, this is uh, thanks to Panasonic. They currently have their FPOS promotion running on S-Series and G-Series, including a $1,000 FPOS card on the 70-200 F4. There's also $800 on the Lumix S1R kits. Now is the perfect time to get into the L-Mount system. Uh, for more information, get over to get over to promotion.panasonic.com.au. That's promotion.panasonic.com.au for more details. Now, this week, we're joined by the 2018 Australian Professional Photographer of the Year and Australian Landscape Photographer of the Year, Chris Saunders, and uh, multi-award-winning Chris Dark about their recent Infinite Series collaboration. Chris and Chris, welcome to Lightminded. Yeah, um, you guys have been hanging out together for a while now. And, mm. um, just um, for those that don't know, you, uh, have you, you have you actually got a boy band name or, or not? You just, you just Chris and Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris Squared. A lot of people call us Chris Squared. Chris Squared, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you do need uh, yeah. you do need a catchy brand though, because when you you know you think about the catchy you know sort of duos over the years like yeah. Cagney and Lacey and Starsky well, we, and Hutch, Batman and Robin. <laughs> we did we did uh, we did bandy around like Saunders and Dark or Dark and Saunders, but it, we decided <laughs> it sounded too much like an old um, English comedy partnership <laughs> so yeah, right. your name is, um, so you, you should be in a, in a in a death metal band with a name yeah, like yeah. and Chris, Chris Saunders did they ever um, call you uh, Colonel Saunders at school no no um, okay. Finn, actually Finbar Saunders if you um, if you ever read Viz magazine was uh, no. was probably my nickname <laughs> at school but yeah, that was, uh, okay right no. that's uh, one for a bit of offline research anyway <laughs> but I, I i think i should change my surname to light and then we could be light and dark and that would <laughs> yeah, yeah. be a pretty pretty cool combination i reckon yeah that would be a great combination or well, like kind of like turner and hooch mm. yeah mm. the dog <laughs> not me <laughs> well, well what about bj and the bear was that current? BJ in the Bear. BJ in the Bear, yeah. Uh, who else? God, that's there? geez, that's eighties, isn't it? Yeah. That one. Starsky yeah. and Hutch. Did Starsky we and Hutch. I said, yeah. I already said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. who who are those um the Miami Vice guys? Who are they? Oh, oh uh, Rico and Stubbs. No, was it? I don't know. Oh, Rico, yeah, no, I think definitely Crockett, 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 yeah. Hey, Chris, Chris Saunders, um, we can't see you right now, but I had to look at your office there before, and you've got lots of um, nice artwork on the um, on the walls around there. What's the inspiration there? You just kind of have a, a photo line, clothesline thing going on, or yeah, I've got a bit of a bit of a washing line that I bought bought in uh, bought in IKEA, um, and it's actually an idea I stole from um, from from one of your good friends, uh, P- Peter Eastway. Ah. Sir Peter um, we, we have to call him. Yep. Sorry, Sir, Sir Peter Eastway. Mm. Um, and yeah, he he basically you know, um, said that one of the one of the best things he he thought you could do once you printed something out is get it hanging on a wall in front of you, and mm. then you can mm. live with it for a bit and mm. let it mature and you know, mark it up and mm. um, see what you like, don't like about it, and and go away and, and 
fix that um you know at, at another point so mm-hmm. um that's that's what i do anyway i sort of leave, work an image to a certain um level mm. put it on the wall and then leave it there for a month or two and then come back and finish it off sort of thing mm. yeah. what about you chris dark what do you do with your pictures mate uh just throw them on the floor <laughs> <laughs> no no that's a that's a, an old yeah and no, I, I i try i try to do the same thing i had um mm. i have uh had all good intentions when i first started printing of doing the same thing i mm. i uh got the same advice from from peter peter eastway uh but it's just sort of fallen off eastway. now so mm. sir peter eastway sorry mm. uh but at the moment it's all fallen off now i just i just print out and i just sort of leave it hanging around my desk yeah, uh, well, I'm looking I think at it for a little while. So, mm. yeah, what that indicates is that you're at such a higher level of photography that you <laughs> mm. don't need to live with your photos. You no. know they're yes. brilliant when they come out. Yeah, of the printer. Mm. Mm. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if yeah. I can, if I can interrupt, I mean, leaving your artwork on the floor with a new puppy is that sort of asking for it, Chris? Yeah, the ones I don't like, I purposely leave on the floor. So, yeah, use it as a as a as a, a wee mat. <laughs> is that is that for you or the puppy, Chris? Oh, oh both, both. <laughs> there is actually a bit of a uh, backstory. I caught up with the um, the boys on the weekend. We ran out for a um, a photo walk together. And look, I just want to say, if you ever thought you were a good photographer, you want to go out shooting with these guys on a recon mission. It's a it's a, it's a great leveler. But anyway, cut a long story short. Uh, Chris Dark has a new puppy that was just neutered. Is that Yes. Right. Yes, and yes. he um, he hadn't been able to go to the loo for quite a while, and mm. just as I was about to leave to go for a shoot with Chris and Carlin, um, mm. he left a big message on the floor for me. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> so nice, to nice. Try, yeah, try, yeah. <laughs> 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 throw a few chemicals on there. Yeah, did yeah. It, it Probably have a good effect, you know. Did, did might, it, might be similar to putting uh, Vaseline on the front of your lens or something, maybe. Yeah, well, he was that yeah. guy that um, filled up that vat of his own urine and put a picture of Jesus in it. Um, put oh, I don't know. Don't know. Nice, I think it was cool. Great, great idea. <laughs> though. It sounds like something you would do for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you boys, I mean, you've been you've been out hanging out together for a little while. How did that uh, come about? Uh, through the ALPP, we met through the ALPP. So um we um yeah just through the social events through the IRPP just mm. had it struck up a bit of a rapport there and ended up um uh, going on a couple of couple of trips out to out the Kalgoorlie in the wheat belt couple of dates yeah mm. a couple of dates and mm. um romantic it's just grown from there mm. so we've just discovered that um you know we get on really well together mm. um and we we sort of shoot we got similar similar interests in what we shoot although mm. we shoot um, very very differently mm-hmm. um, and it's just it just works really well so we I think we both come from um, uh, opposite sides it's both both got very different approaches but mm. um, but somehow it just works you know it's just one yeah. of those things that just works it's mm. nice isn't it when you yeah friends that you can shoot with and that you, you enjoy their company and yeah you can learn from them and be inspired and stuff by from them so so you you've worked on a uh, an exhibition that's you recently had at um team digital tell us about mm. that one uh well that one was uh like a continuation of our um we've been working on a project with the main theme of uh, just infinite mm. so infinite space infinite you know you can apply it to anything so uh, we had one in 2019, which was head east and turn right, which was about, you know, when the finite becomes infinite. So and this mm. one was um, uh, was going to be along similar lines, but, mm. um, you know, the, the restrictions and whatnot came in, which sort of limited um, what what areas we could visit to um, mm. to get that 
remote infinite space mm-hmm. and, uh, and feel that infinite space. So we had to take a bit of a different approach. So, mm-hmm. you know, what um, what uh, is really the only only place available to us that was that was uh, easily accessible was the ocean. You know, mm-hmm. you've always got that flat horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and always have that infinite. Uh, if, you, you, well, for me anyway, you get that infinite feeling. So mm. um, for me, it was um, about the eternal nature of um, of of the coast. So you got mm. you know the shifting sands, the rolling waves, the smells, the winds, all that sort of stuff. Uh, sort of triggers a bit of a uh, a bit of a uh, allows you entry into that infinite space and to be present in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was where the infinite came came from for me, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and the things that I love doing down on the coast is being with my family and surfing and swimming and exploring and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. all the things that sort of allow me to get into that infinite space in my mind. Mm-hmm. So that was what um, that was where it came from for me. Chris had a bit of a different approach. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what was your approach, Chris? Uh, I, I just turned up at the beach and took some photos. Yeah. No, um, no, it's not. Um, I, I guess Chris Chris is a bit more cerebral. I think in terms of um, in terms of you know where, you know having having a bit of artistic direction in 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 terms of things. But but for me, you know, it, it was more about that that line between the sky and the sea, and um, and the fact that there's not really anything on it. But it, you know, it's where people go just to look out and stare, and you mm. know. For, for me it's a place of relaxation and calmness so mm-hmm. yeah just trying to trying to capture that feeling I, I think it was more what I, I guess in general all the images were were about you know not there's not too much detail in in mm-hmm. in the images mm-hmm. and that that was intentional so that I think people could focus on you know how you know try and try and fill the thing rather than you know put someone in a photographic representation of, of the space sort of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my wife always bangs on to me about, you know, you've got to feel it. It's got there's got to be some emotion in the in the <laughs> photos, you know. And, and I'm going, oh, and I've just, just I've just worked that out that that's not really me. I mean, if, yeah. if some happens to be in some of my shots, there is some emotion. That's great, but I'm not um, I'm not like you, Chris Dark and, and and Tony Hewitt and those guys that have this kind of uh, you know this other, you know thing going on I'm yeah. much more um, there's a pretty image I'll photograph that so um, so so I guess do you guys help each other out with mm. with this sort of stuff or do you um, do you kind of look at each other and go you, you're you're away with the fairies <laughs> oh, I'm sure Chris thinks that of me quite often because <laughs> I tend to um, I tend to ramble on quite a bit I said like ideas and things just flow for me Mm-hmm. So I'll have something that I, you know, that I want to do, but I won't, I'll go down and shoot and I won't really know what I want until yeah, it takes me quite a while for it to, to, to reveal itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where I think Chris sort of goes in with more of a purpose and more of a vision. So I tend to, tend to ramble on a bit and sort of, I'm sure he, he thinks I'm off with the fairies. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until it becomes clear in my mind. Yeah. Hey guys, yeah. where did the um, Vaseline come into it? <laughs> that's when they first met. Yeah, that's pretty, when they, yeah, yeah. Pre- pretty, pretty much, Christian. I um, I, I, we we uh, we went out to um, uh, I can't think what which lake was it. We was on Chris Lefroy, Lake, Lake Lefroy. Le, yeah, Lake Lefroy, and we we were we were camping out there for three or four days just. Uh, just the just the two of us and i said to chris i don't i don't want to worry you but um but I, i've i've bought something for us to experiment with and um, pulled out pulled out this tub of vaseline and, and i think um 
Chris looked at me a bit strange to start off with and, and oh. said, you know, what, what, you know, no, <laughs> what have I got myself no, in for? No, no, that's, that's not me. I'm, Can you, you buy know, me a drink first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but I think, and that's a really good example, I think of, of where we, mm. um, how, how we photograph well together is that we both spin off of each other ideas. Mm. So we don't copy each other, but I think we take elements of what the other is doing and try and do something a bit different mm. with it. Mm. And, and so we get that incremental learning b- between the two of us, I think. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And I, I certainly really value that. Um, and I don't think the, Im- if I'd gone out and taken those images on my own, I, they, they wouldn't look anything like, no. um, like, mm. like, they, like they do. Well, mm. I, I can I can relate to you. Like, if you talk about the uh, ND Five Boys, the mm. the boy band, um, I relate you guys to uh, Chris Saunders, your your Peter Eastway, and uh, and Chris Stark, your Tony Hewitt. I reckon that <laughs> would be a pretty good description of of you know if if we ever made a movie, yeah, um, then you, know, you guys could be the the, you know, the 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 actors for mm. the. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I reckon <laughs> I reckon version. I reckon Charlie Sheen would have to play Chris Stark. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not that wild, am I? <laughs> or out there? Well, you know. Folks, if, you, if you've never seen Chris Dark in real life, he dead set looks like Charlie Sheen. But anyway, look, back oh. to the, it's funny. We were talking about uh, Vaseline with Tony a week or so ago, and uh, God knows why that came up. But look, people have been using Vaso on lenses for years. Where, where did this current stuff come from where did um you know why start using it again um you for me I mean, it was Fletch. like i was trying to um replicate that that vision that mind's eye vision so mm. it's not always clear um mm. so i think that's where the vaseline for me comes in and also i've always been um into um like drawing and painting and stuff like that mm. and the way that i i produce these images is shoot um multiple images and composite them all in photoshop and, and paint paint in and out what i want from each image so mm. it's sort of combined photography and and that other painting and, and drawing aspect so mm. that's that for me that's what really does it for me mm. uh, and, and it was also a bit of a, a point of difference as well mm. like it's really hard to get something that's um that's different nowadays with you know it was just flooded with so much imagery so I sort of thought, you know, the way that we were applying it, um, you know, it's very different to the way that they did uh, back in the, you know, the wedding photographers and stuff, mm. applying the Vaseline. So it was just a point of difference as well. And mm. uh, it, it just, yeah, it's just, it just captures all the elements of um, art and creation that mm. I love. So that's why I'm mm. so, I'm so into it at the moment. So. Now, I've, I've mm. seen you, seen you work with uh, Vaso and uh, for those playing along at home, don't just go and, you know, grab a 24-105 out of your drawer and chuck Vaso on the lens. <laughs> it's got to have a filter on the front, folks, before you start messing around with this. But Chris, you actually, um, you get a paintbrush out and you actually paint the Vaseline into the, uh, into the filter. Yeah, that's something that I've been experimenting with um, just recently. Yeah, just looking at different ways to, to approach the application of it. Mm. Uh, and that sort of comes from um, taking this concept into uh, like urban or architectural type stuff where mm. it's all about parallel lines and geometry. So you've got to be a mm. bit more precise with the way you you apply the Vaseline to get the effect. So that's mm. what I'm experimenting with at the moment, yeah. Mm. So it hasn't always been with a paintbrush. Yeah. One thing I have to say about your, your both your works is that you, you have a really good sense of colour in mm. both. Mm. Um, and your editing styles are really, really top, top notch. You know, mm. they're 
they're clean, they're beautiful. I mean, browsing your galleries on your websites, respective websites, is it's um, yeah, mm. it's incredible, beautiful work. So, um, you know, hats off to you because I, mean, I think a lot of people uh, you know, are colorblind. Carwin is actually <laughs> colorblind, but yeah. when I say colorblind, I mean they don't get color, mm. and and I think it it shows in their work. But um, you know, um, looking at your works, um, both mm. of you, you have a real good sense of that and what colors go together and how they fit and how they yeah. relate to each other. Mm, mm. And um, you know, that's a that's a pretty pretty good thing. But mm. yeah, stunning stuff. Yeah. So, um, so tell us a bit of a each each uh, in turn. Tell us a bit of the backstory about how you got into photography. Mm. So you go first, Chris Dark, and then we'll go to Chris oh. Saunders. Uh, it started for me through um, travel. Through I was doing some. Um, uh, back to, in the days before families and children and all that sort of stuff, um, I did some pretty pretty crazy sort of travel around the, the Himalayas in Pakistan and uh, through the Middle East and India and Nepal and Tibet and those places. And um, it started out through travel photography. So I'd always have um, – and at each trip I, I started out with just a, a cheap, um, you know, run-of-the-mill entry-level film SLR and ended up, you know, to um, – to a you know a phase one so each trip that i went on mm. i uh, gradually just got more and more into it and um, upgraded the gear and got better quality and uh and then when the days of that sort of travel mm. um finished i just started getting into landscape photography and started to um started to look at your work christian and peter's and mm. tony's and mm. um uh, started you know really influenced by that mm. um and learned did a couple of workshops with, with all of you as well and mm. Um, and to where I am now. So, um, yeah, that, that's my that's my backstory. Chris, how old were you when you first picked up the camera? Uh, I was in my 20s, mm. yeah. yeah pretty, I was in my early late. 20s, early late. 20s, and it's come and gone through. It's sort of like in the early days, I'd get right into it for a while and then, then it'd go. Uh, I, back in those days, I was a, like a, a crazy, mm. like, Surfer, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. surfer seemed surfing seemed to that's where I spent all my time. And mm-hmm. uh, but as I've gotten older, it's sort of shifted. So the surfing's sort of taken a bit of a backseat to the photography. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. And how about you, Chris Saunders? How's your backstory, man? Yeah. So I I guess I well starting when I picked a camera up, I guess probably when I was a kid, like most people, you uh, you, know, you have a film camera and I used to go and um, walk around the garden and take pictures of little tiny birds and mm. think that they looked awesome. And then obviously um, when you get the prints back, they, you, know, you, you, you realize otherwise. <laughs> um, and I think, um, I think at school as well, we had a dark room um, mm. and, and I certainly enjoyed, uh, enjoyed playing in there. That, that was, that, that was good fun. Mm. But, but then probably for about 20 years didn't didn't do anything and um up, up until about say 10 years ago and started picking a camera up again and um mm. um taking pictures of my daughter when she was a baby and mm. and um yeah sort of pushing on from there i guess yeah yeah right um and so what have you guys uh, I mean, you've done this uh, recent exhibition have you done stuff before together mm. Yes, we did. Um, I, I guess the, the the exhibition we just done is a is a continuation of a uh, of, the, of the previous one, Christian, mm-hmm. that we did about a year or year or two ago. And I think we mm-hmm. probably see um, there's a you know, there's a few more chapters in that in that journey. You know, in terms of different locations where we want to try and apply that that mm. style and um you know go go off and shoot stuff together mm-hmm. but but other than that chris i think we were just um i'm trying to think we we probably just 
did a, a, a couple of local shoots together doing bits and pieces and then decided mm. to head away for a week and um, mm. see what happened. Yeah. 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 Mm. And, so, um, and and if you uh, started working on a new exhibition uh, or got any ideas for your next big shoot? Yeah, this thing, we're just we're just playing around at the moment, um, just seeing for what what yeah, playing around with a few different ideas and um, see you know how we can apply that um, that infinite theme mm. to yeah, just seeing what works, seeing what works. I've, I've heard other guys. Um, on your podcast say you know there's a lot of testing happening mm. yeah. so yeah that's that's what's happening now <laughs> yeah do you guys come up with creative ideas i mean do you happen to have the, the the scenario where you come up with similar ideas at the same time or is it um you know is it one that might have an idea and you build on it like i guess like a band yeah pretty much mm. yeah it's um like i was saying before like we, we'll both go uh, even even when we do aerial photography together, even though we're we're you know a couple of feet apart in, mm. in the plane, we'll both you know the, the finished product will be very very different. Mm. Uh, even though we've shot the same thing, so we both we both have very different approaches and very different ideas. And um, mm. uh, but we but we you know we, we we share them with one another and just take bits and pieces out of it that um, uh, you know that we think will fit with without with our own, with our own style. So. Mm. Um, no, there's very, very rarely will we have the same idea, mm. uh, but we're, but yeah. So there's with us too. There's, there's sort of no competition. There's no ego or anything like that. We just, we just no. want want to produce. We just want to produce um, good work and something that's um, something that we can see where we're we're growing and something you know getting better every time. And mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think when we uh, when we actually go out during the day as well. Um, Christian, we we sort of probably don't really see each other that much. You know, we, no. we compare stuff at the at the end of the day, and we might have a bit of a chat about what we want to do at the start of the day. Mm. Yeah. But then we sort of just leave ourselves to to go off and and you know Whatever. try and explore the space ourselves, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like that. Photography is a bit of a solitary thing, even though it's yeah. great to go out with other people. In, invariably, you do tend to wander off in your own own direction and and find your own stuff to photograph mm. I and mean, there's nothing worse than standing next to someone else and, and, and talking shooting. and you go yeah. oh that's good I'll, I'll have a, i'll get a shot of that as well you know that's <laughs> not right. yeah, it's yeah. you, but, um, and and whenever we went out with the nd5 boys eastway would just disappear basically you'd, you'd we'd open up the back of the car and we'd be getting our bags out pete would get in there first grab his bag and tripod and then we'd be getting ours out and we'd turn around and he's gone he's off gone. the face of the <laughs> he just disappeared every time and Tony and I would, would mention it every time we go hey you know that's um, where's Eastway gone he's done it again he just disappears it must yeah. be like he finds a tree to hide behind waits for everyone to disappear and then he goes off and so that's that's why he gets all the good stuff because he's <laughs> all the hiding and then of course Les is there and Les, Les is photographing you know, he's he's pointing his camera in a direction. No one knows why, but he's mm. you know he's seen something. Yeah, he's he's in the art world, and we're we're, yeah. we're not worthy. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's a bit like that. It's funny, so like it's, it's like Chris. Chris will put his um, he'll Chris will wander off with his headphones in. He, he mm. seems to get in the zone with music, oh, yeah. whereas I, I just can't do that. I have to see and feel what's around me mm. uh, to get in that zone. Yeah, so it's just yeah, what, it's very different. What sort of stuff mm. you're listening to, Chris? Oh, a bit of bit of Whitney Houston, yep. yeah, that, that sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. Backstreet Boys, yeah, a bit of Backstreet Boys, yeah. um, Spice Girls, yeah, yeah. yeah, anything like that. Bit of, bit of One bit Direction, of Brit, yeah, Britpop, 
Yeah. Um, no, like, uh, I, uh, to be honest, Carmen, it depends on where, where I am and what I'm shooting. I tend to try and pick music that, you know, is, you know, like, um, if you, if you're trying to shoot calming stuff, you don't mm. want like heavy metal thrashing in your eardrums while you're, uh, while you're doing it. So, um, mm. yeah, it just depends what, what you're doing. If you want to feel energetic, then, you know, pick something a bit more upbeat. Um, um, your spy scales, for example, or mm. if you, you know, if you want to chill out a bit, then um, I don't know, perhaps a bit of Bonnie Vare or something like that. Yeah. That's quite interesting hey, yeah. because uh, Christian um, often listens to what is it, um, Sons of Satan, Kill Your Parents, <laughs> some sort of death metal. Are you, are you yeah. still into that, Fletch? You, yeah, of... yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you let your kids? Do you let your kids listen to that? Yeah, absolutely. My daughter, oh. my daughter and I, we, we, you know, whenever we're in the car together, we we listen to stuff. Um, you know, full on, um, you know, metal core, death metal, whatever, you know, <laughs> just the heaviest, nastiest stuff you could ever imagine. And she's, mm. like, she's 15 and okay, she's a little bit dark, you know, she's got, she's got the eye makeup and the dark clothes and the dark black hair and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, she's just a little pussycat, really. She's just <laughs> a, a good kid. With mm, a, with mm. a, she's going through a phase. Yeah, it's just her, yeah. it's her alternate sort of, um, yeah. grungy sort of phase. Like all I, teenagers I, do. Yeah, that's right. And she's, um, She's not a devil worshipper. She doesn't bite the heads off chicken. She's a vegetarian, mm. yeah. so she she wouldn't bite the head of a chicken. Or bite, bite the hell, head off a celery stick. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> music. Is um, you know, doesn't matter what they're doing. You know, it's about for me and for Marley, my daughter. It's like it's about the power uh, in that music. It's about yeah. um, it's about the melody and and the and the emotion and and stuff. Yeah. I mean, metal is it's like a big orchestra you know a, a massive score from a massive orchestra is is probably about the most powerful heavy metal thing you could ever mm. ever imagine mm. and um you know I, I like that stuff that really gives me energy it doesn't bring me down and, mm. and just in, inspires me so um yeah everyone's kind of different and yeah. it's different and and, and mm. look you know it is an acquired taste and you, you do get used to the to the screaming <laughs> but if you've ever had teenagers and you and and you're um trying to get them ready for the bus before school so they don't miss it yeah, yeah. that's that's heavy metal every that's, morning yeah that's the same volume <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah screaming and uh and anger that's what it's all about and, yeah yeah get yeah. some get your bag get yeah your, get, the, get in the car you got two minutes to get to the bus <laughs> otherwise we're driving you to bumbry you don't get in the car i'm gonna yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing yeah, yeah, so it's it's um, you know, when they leave home, I'll probably go back to listening to um, Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys. Mm. But right yeah. now, I need that. I need that power. Yeah, and um, so about pro- projects, obviously sorry, working on um, projects, and this is what your know, infinite stuff is about. Um, how how important is it? Do you reckon to have a an idea of, of a body of work that you want to create? Is that important for you guys? Mm. Absolutely, I, I couldn't um, do. Image, like produce images at the at the level of um, you know the ones in these exhibitions without it, mm. it's without a without something to work to without a purpose uh, yeah it's just it's just a photograph to me so uh, yeah I just I just I just wouldn't have the um, I wouldn't spend the time that I do to make them the way they are yeah. without yeah. that purpose yeah. Mm. How about you, Chris? Uh, Chris has actually just uh, sent me a message. He's um, his power is. Just, he's just lost power. He's just restarting. So, um, look, yeah. uh, Chris, look, shooting with the the phase one. Look, we we talk about the the megapixel war. Um, yeah. I mean, is it you know? Does that help? You've got um, not not the style that we're doing now. Mm. 
I think um, what really helps the, having the phase stuff with this this style is the the sixteen bit color off the off the sensor. Mm. I think just those subtle tonal gradations uh, do help. Mm. Uh, and I don't think the pictures would look so 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 good without that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I've ne the, the megapixels never. Um, one of the biggest reasons I bought a phase one was not the megapixels, it mm. was the color thing, mm. uh, but just how it made me feel when I use it. Mm. Uh, it's more of an emotional thing. I, yeah, right. I just feel feel like a an artist or a photographer. Uh, mm. So uh, I just, you know, did whatever I could to, to get the, the funds together to buy one because, mm. yeah. And even now the one I use is um, uh, quite old mm -hmm. uh, and it's not not a huge amount of uh, megapixels in in today's by today's standards mm -hmm. but that doesn't bother me at all it just doesn't doesn't even enter my mind yeah. it's just the just the feel how yeah. it makes me feel using it yeah yeah and used to make me feel angry but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was the, maybe it was the metal I, I didn't have one of those old what are the old um, cameras the not old before thing. the xf the yeah. Yeah, I didn't have one of those, but um, I heard. Yeah, from what I hear, they were pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, that's that's actually moments. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> so. a, it's it's a pretty good description of the phase. I mean, I look. Um, you know, the first phase one shot I ever took was on the weekend on on your camera. Um, and it's quite a visceral uh, visceral experience. Like it's you know you you you're right. You you feel like an actual photographer. Like you you, you know you're doing something really important. Yeah. Um So I, I never. Thought of it from that sort of perspective before, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, that's certainly what it does for me. I couldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if it was twenty megapixels. I'd, mm. I'd still use it. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. that's because you haven't tried the SL uh, SL two, mate. The like. Oh right, yeah, mm. probably. Put that baby in your hands, and you're gonna you're, you're melt, melt I your little heart. Well, mm. I, I think um, I think you know having a Leica would probably have a similar effect on me. I would have thought. Mm. Uh, you know, you could say I've probably fallen for all the. Um, the, the marketing and stuff that those companies do, but um, yeah, whatever. If it makes me feel good, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They are nice little things. I mean, it's you know a Phase One or a Leica or a Hasselblad. Yeah. It's it's you know so that heritage, that kind of yeah, the heritage, yeah, history, yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it kind of makes you feel good as opposed to just going out and buying a Canon or a Nikon like everyone else. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not that there's anything uh, wrong with that either. No, there's any, no there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. um, I don't know. I just can't go there. It's just yeah, everyone's different, you know. Like, well, I find yeah. them really ugly. They are ugly. Yeah, Canons and Nikon's are ugly. I'm yeah. sorry to say it. Everybody out there using them, <laughs> your cameras are ugly, and then some people they will flat you that you're talking shit because it's about the photos, not about the camera. But there was a good-looking Canon though, Fletch. To be fair, mm-hmm. 5D Mark II. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the legend. Yes. That is the 5D Mark II. So, mate, uh, look, we had a, a chat on the weekend. Look, I appreciate if you don't want to go into this, um, Chris, but you mentioned some locations you would possibly like to photograph uh, really well into yep. the future once the, the borders come down. Do you want to touch on that or should we just yeah, give a bit well, of a secret? Well, yeah, um, I think uh, the, one of the places that I've uh, always wanted to go back to uh, with, a, with, a, with a really, really good kit like uh, the phase is mm. Tibet. Mm. Yeah, up and up on the Tibetan plateau, mm -hmm. um, and I, I sort of feel it's a you know really uh, uh, it's yeah it's a good place to go with this infinite series, and I won't go into any detail, but yeah. um, I've got some ideas that I'm really excited about. Mm. If if we were able to get there and up onto that Tibetan plateau for a couple of weeks with with some really good kits, so 
Yeah. What do you think about that, Chris Saunders? I, I think he'll be travelling on his own for that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm pre- <laughs> Yeah, not, a, not a fan of, uh, of uh, international travel or not a fan of Tibet? Oh, I, don't, I just might need to put my big boy pants on, I think, to go. Yeah. Uh, no, look, I, I, genuinely, I think, um, I, and I, I would love to explore that part of the world. I just, um, I'm not entirely sure I understand mm. it enough politically at the moment, and I'd always be a bit worried about, about that side of things. So, um, mm. and that, that's my naivety, not, yeah, um, not to yeah. say there is actually an issue there, just I would need to, mm. uh, need to go away and, and you know, do mm. some research, I think. Mm. Take a risk. <laughs> Life's all about risk. <laughs> Get your insurance together. I've been there a couple of times and mm. worse places than that and come back okay, so. Yeah, I went to America and survived America. Jeez. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd <laughs> be in more danger in America, I can tell you now. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do think one of the one of the good things about the about the last year has been though that that sort of reduction in international travel and yeah. and I think people exploring their own space a bit more. You know, I, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of value in that. Um, so I I was I was certainly one person who was spent pretty much the whole year sort of traveling mm. around before that you know back to the uk back to europe probably 10 12 times a year yeah. and mm. i don't i don't miss it and i think i probably value a bit uh, my home a bit more now and mm. you know, the area around me and, and that yeah. that locality mm. absolutely yeah, i don't i don't i i don't miss the travel um I'm, I'm i'm i hate planes for starters i hate flying mm. um even though i mean i love planes i hate flying mm. But I, I've found a, a renewed sort of interest in my own state and I mean WA. Let's face it, let's you know, and our listeners that are in Australia will have to agree with us that mm. WA is the best state for photography. We, oh. you know, the best for aerials, the best for coastal. Um, we've got the beautiful Kimberley region and the Pilbara. Um, Without a doubt, yeah. There's not much on the east coast that can match what we've no. got. No, no way. To anyone, maybe Tasmania, but. Um, I'm just waiting for the the hate mail from Tom Putt now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he he brings his workshops over to over to WA to to get that, that that beautiful aerial stuff up in Shark Bay and so mm. on. So yeah. yeah, that was the only reason that the lockdowns are so good because we keep Tom Putt out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out, so, out. It's kind of worked. Yeah. It's been good in that respect, I suppose. What about, um, guys, um, you know, what projects have you got coming up? Have you, you know, have you sort of discussed any pie-in-the-sky sort of stuff that you want to do? Uh, We're always sort of banding around ideas and stuff. Yeah, at the moment it's just, uh, we're just playing around with different ideas at the moment. We're really, there's nothing, um, there's no direction at the moment. We're Mm. We're just mucking around mucking around with uh, in the urban environment and um and um we'll probably probably um take a trip down christian's way again sometime soon and do mm. something around there absolutely look just play always, around yeah look me up i'm always happy to come out and go yeah cool awesome yeah so three so, christians together it's unstoppable that is <laughs> i might have to ditch those other boys that you know those other other nd5 lads and get with the, the triple c you know? get, get with the, the, the new crowd mate the new yeah. crowd You've heard yeah. of triple X. We've got triple C, man. Yeah, triple C. As long as, it, as long as it's not the A triple C. We don't yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a possibility too. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, but definitely if you're coming down this way, give us a yell. Yeah, absolutely. What sort of, um, you know, what what do you find inspiring about the Southwest, Chris's? Oh, it's the, the colours, yeah. The, the colours of the water, the coastline. Hmm. Uh, the coastline, it's just dramatic from on, on the southern side where they've got the, you know, the southern ocean and stuff. It's, yeah. That's just one of the best coastlines you're ever likely to see anywhere. Hmm. Uh, it's just got a bit of everything. And then, you know, you go around the the Dunsborough side of the headland and it's mm. beautiful and calm and mm. yeah it's just a bit of everything it's, and it's wild it's it's raw it's yeah, natural it's yes yeah, it's, it's it's a very special part of the world down there yeah and I think the good thing about it too is it's relatively untouched and and yeah and it's not frequented by lots of people mind you this you know this last six months has been mm. busier than it's ever been it I mean I, I, did, I did speak to a couple that uh, went to get their wedding photos done at Sugarloaf Rock and thought it'd be so special to be there and you know at sunset and of course there was two other wedding parties as well um they're all queuing up to so three wedding parties all turned up to sugarloaf rock <laughs> to get their their wedding yeah so pretty pretty funny hey christian can i can i ask you um because i was down in dunsborough a couple of weeks ago and uh i noticed the horizon was really sharp is yeah. that is that normal or has it gotten better since we've, you know, reduced air travel, yeah. do you think, just in your opinion? Uh, well, like, yeah, I think it probably has got better. It's so clear. Um, but it's been such a long time since we've seen it with, you know, I mean, now if you go on Plane Finder, you might see four or 5,000 planes in the air. But mm. back in the heyday, I think the most I saw was something like 12,000 planes at once all flying mm. in the air, you know. Mm. So that's got to have some effect on, on the atmosphere. And I guess, although I guess more Western Australians are driving now than ever before. They're mm. all yeah. zipping up and down the coast and doing all that sort of stuff. But look, that particular day that you were down, mate, it, it was very sharp and very clear, mm. uh, very crisp. And this time of the year is always a bit crisper because you know yeah. things start to cool down a little bit less wind you no know, less stuff flying around so yeah it's it pretty stunning this is this is the time to be down here actually and we're going to have an amazing autumn season i reckon um the you know the autumn colors should be pretty nice this year we've had a that's like those bits of rain which has turned all the grass green down mm. here now so yeah. you know i've i've had some um, the um, autumn down here when you know the vines will turn yellow but they're still the, the ground underneath is still um, brown so hmm. that's that's um, definitely going to be not the case now we're going to have some beautiful stuff so that'll be the next thing boys you can get some infinite trees hey, <laughs> hey, hey Fletch how often do you get down to the Great Southern and this is a loaded question uh, I got down there a couple of days ago yeah why mm. oh no just um, any any junkyards down there at all or uh, possibly but um, don't want to talk I, about I it can't talk about that right now okay give me until <laughs> September and I'll be able to tell September, you September you'll be able to talk about the secret September. junkyards yeah, okay. very cryptic yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm trying to uh, you know like you guys I mean um, always trying to work on my creativity and mm. yeah. trying to get um, images that are a bit more interesting and meaningful and different but it's so hard as you know yeah. it's you know mm. you, you think that you're doing something original but then you find out you're not and um yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's not um it's difficult yeah it is yeah, yeah. do you guys how do you mm. have you worked on your creativity have you done it just on your own have you had some someone helping you out with that how's mm. that all work i i tend to do it i i guess on my own i think christian and probably try not to 
um, try not to look at other images from the, you know if you know you go into a particular area mm. actually i don't tend to research that area in terms of what other photographers have taken okay. um, i think that's yeah. probably a, a good way of trying to avoid the mm. uh, avoid the you know the obvious shots yeah. mm. um but um but it still happens i remember coming back from iceland a couple of years ago thinking i had a brilliant shot looking down vic beach at um at like a, a pinnacle mm. only to find uh peter eastway had an identical shot on the phase one cover page of the uh yeah. the website um, blue yeah, yeah i was i was gutted i was gutted yeah. <laughs> i thought i thought i'd found something you know so so unique and different you know for, from iceland and then you yeah. google search it and there's like hundreds hundreds of them <laughs> yeah yeah that's it well i've um you know I, i've always tried to find a different angle or different but i i you know, I just go out aimlessly a lot of the time. I'll just get in the car and go take photos, mm. and I always end up at the same beach or the same spot, and and mm. doing the same things. And that kind of really irks me. So I'm trying to work on, you know, things that are a little bit more difficult and working longer on images and that. But mm. um, yeah, it's um, it, it's easy just to fall into the trap of getting in your car and driving down the beach and finding that familiar spot and just hoping you get some good light. I guess that's where the projects come in, in yeah. being mm. important is because yeah. like you said if you're working on a project you, you'll you work harder on those images mm. and, yeah. and, and try and stick to a theme and yeah yeah but like yeah. Do, you, do you not think it's a style thing as well Christian you know that um, ultimately a bit like you know, whether if you're cooking everyone you know uses the same sorts of ingredients mm. but you know you, you put your own spin or twist on it and, mm. and that's really what people are looking at when they you know it's not a postcard image you know it, it literally has your is your impression of it and mm. I, I think that's the that's the important bit that you know, you're 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 basically trying to stamp your view of it on you know into into the image i suppose mm. Mm. yeah yeah you are i mean it is it's ultimately you know your photos are your photos your vision and and they're unique to you um and everyone's work does look slightly different, doesn't it? You know, when you, mm. you can't really compare things side by side and and, um, and expect that they're going to be exactly the same if you're talking mm. about the same subject. But yeah, everyone has their um, a different way of putting their um, their influence in on the photo. So with it through their editing and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that I guess that becomes your style when you consider that you're, you know, you you edit using the same tools, but you know you put them in a different combination of you know light and dark and color and and um you know they come out slightly different so i chris um well, actually this is for both of you how often would you go through a creative void does that happen to you blokes yeah all, all the time hmm. yeah it's um even through the doing um did the, the infinite coast stuff um you know there was I, there was quite a few blocks in that process, quite a few challenges where I just um, just couldn't couldn't get it done to my liking. You know, mm. uh, I couldn't um, couldn't make it happen. So it was just, it was just blocks. So uh, it went, went pretty much right to the final final day before you know the exhibition was supposed to start. Oh, really? We, we were hanging it. Yeah, Far printed out. it a couple of days before. So before I really got the finishing touches on those images. So how did you, uh, it's really, what I find challenging is mm. like I work full time, mm. um, you know, um, to, you know, to earn a crust to, yep. to keep the, keep the family afloat and stuff. But, um, I find it really difficult to, to get my mind between, uh, you know, that, that sort of work is very process driven and very, um, 
uncreative mm. uh, and to succeed in that world and also in the creative world is uh, is really difficult because yeah. you've got to flip it's just two totally different disciplines mm. you've got to flip your mind between the two and that's one of the challenges that um, that I found during this process was um, you know having having a deadline and getting my mind to that creative space after the after the working week to, to produce you know really really good images so, what, what's your day uh, job uh, I work uh, in for uh, venues West, mm. so they look after the you know uh, of the stadium and places yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, and I work in the um, uh, the maintenance field, so it's, it's mm. asset management, building asset management. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, you guys got a um, favorite bit of software that you're using at the moment? Obviously Photoshop, but is there mm. anything else that you use that um, is uh, kicking ass? Three mm. D LUT Creator, I love oh. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, yeah. it's um, um, all that those you know subtle tonal gradations in my images are all sort of finessed in three D luck. So yeah, I, I love it. How did, so, how did you how did you get your mind around that? Did you do any of um, Dr. Les Walkling's courses? No, look, I probably only use it in a really primitive way. Mm. Um, I've just worked it out myself. Yeah, just by playing with it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit like that. You're kind of pushing sliders around. And, yeah, um, that's it. Um, yeah, that, that's all I do with it as well. I, I don't really have any. And to, and I did a course with Les, and um, of course, you know, it all kind of rolls off the off Les's tongue, and then in money you and out the other with me. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sort of um, I, I, I'm like that as well. Like all the the hows of how software works, I just mm -hmm. don't care. I'll just push buttons until I get something that that, that looks like. good. And then I'll remember that and see if it works the next time. And more yeah. often than not, it doesn't. But I can tweak it a bit so it does. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good stuff. Well, I think I think for me, I'd probably I'd, uh, probably Aaron Dowling's Luminosity Mask is probably the the main creative one. I think yeah. that's that's certainly something that, that I yeah, use that one pretty too, much yeah. all the time. Mm. But the the main bit of software, Christian, is probably just on the print workflows. Mirage for me, that's one mm. one thing. If you said you can't. Yeah, you can only have Photoshop and one other thing. It would be Mirage for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just the the rip. Just the rip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And do you do you actually do your resizing and stuff through Mirage, or do you? I I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I find it works works pretty well, to be honest. It's more just um, it makes printing easy. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you don't really want to focus on the mechanics of it. So just mm. uh, just having that for me is a is a real yeah, real yeah. value add. Yeah, mm. yeah, we've got Mirage. We use it at work, so this is pretty foolproof, really. Um, and and what about blowing stuff up, guys? Are you guys using Gigapixel AI yet? No, no, you're not. No, no, no. I oh. saw um, what's his name, Nick Rain's um little um uh, YouTube thing on that. Mm. Is that what you're talking about? The the Adobe Photo Camera Raw thing? Mm. No, no, that's oh. that's rubbish. Oh right, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was supposed to be good. It's it's it's, it's kind of good. Well, I was kind of excited because you know Adobe Camera Raw just came out with that new quadruple year image size. That one, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, you press the right click, mouse click on the image, and select enhance. That makes it. You can yeah, you can for, you know multiply your image by four, yeah. size by four, and it does it in the software and then spits it out. Um, so anyway, I did that. I thought, oh, this is cool. That's great. Mm. Okay, and Nick mentioned it to me, so. Um, I, I had a try and I thought, okay, well that's great. Hmm. So it took my um, my Leica files from 47 megapixels up to 187 megapixels, sure. um, which is the same as the multi-shot mode in in the Leica SL2 anyway. So, hmm. um, but it does it in camera. 
So I tried that and then I went and did the same thing with Gigapixel AI, scaled it up to the same size and, and Gigapixel just slaughtered it. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just that's that's the only program you gotta use if you're going to um if you make big enlargements. I was I was using Photo Zoom. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, yeah I still I, I, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say I think I'm probably on the on the limit of what my computer can deal with at the moment mm. anyway. So the only upsizing I do is that where I'm straight out of capture one. I just do it at a sort of a give it a twenty percent boost out of there into Photoshop. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. but that that makes the files big enough to be problematic I think especially once you start layering them up and you sort of mm. 10 12 gigabyte you know PSB files so I, I, I wouldn't I, the idea of blowing up bigger than that especially when you're only if you're printing at 44 inch then mm. yeah that's that's good enough for, for yeah, that size I think yeah. Yeah. yeah that's not 44 inches not blowing up that's just that's baby stuff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you doing fine, fine art billboards these days Chris? Yeah, yeah 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 no i'm just um it's actually more with the drone uh, oh, okay yeah. that's where you need and and look i don't do much flying these days so mm. it's pretty much all done with a drone so that, i uh, um went to your gallery a, a few months ago now but there was a big massive don't know what size it was image um just as you walk in the door so that yep. that was a drone image, yep. drone image um, enlarged with that software. If... Yeah, it would be yeah. If it's any of the drone stuff that's big. Yeah, um, I've just done a couple. Um, so it's a tw you know, twenty megapixel Phantom Four Pro I use. Yeah, and I've just done um, two one two meter by one point three meters, I think, prints yeah, okay. from that from the from twenty megapixel file with Gigapixel, and they were mm. pretty bloody awesome. It's like shit, really. The one that was the one that I saw uh, was a, you know, a water shot, um, a beach shot, and it was it was it was magnificent. Was it mainly was, blues? Yeah, mainly blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a tanning stand. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, I know that shot. And, um, yeah, yeah, and that yeah that came up great. I mean, you get up close and you will notice some some drop out, and definitely not as good as shooting with a Fuji or a Leica or a Phase or a, a Lumix or a um, you know any of those others, but. Mm. Um, you know, really, um, we worry about that as photographers, but the customers don't worry. No, that's the thing. No. Like they, they don't even know. You know, like the um, the people that buy your stuff would just have no idea. Pretty much. <laughs> no, they, uh, they. You know, it's like any art. People will go for something that speaks to them and, and resonates with them. And sometimes it'll match their decor. Sometimes it'll be. A, something they love that makes them rem remember that place or sometimes there's some sort of emotional connection mm, mm. Um, but then they're not going oh i can count every grain of sand in that shot nah. I mean, it's only the photographers great. that do that yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. I mean, that's still great because it gives it that that um hyper real look that that people aren't used to you know so that, mm. that's definitely mm. important but what's more important is the you know color composition tonal composition the the, the emotional content and all that sort of stuff. I mean, and, you know, you have, you have wins and you have losses, and some stuff is, you know, will just sell all the time, and some stuff won't. Mm. But people aren't that sophisticated. The general public aren't. You know, they're not looking as hard as what we are. Mm. Mm. Um, they are just, you know, I had a couple that bought a sand dune picture from me that um, we've had in the gallery for a couple of years, and and people liked it, but never could never bought it. And I, I've always loved it. Anyway, they. Mm. 
they have this house that's all white and this picture is all white. So mm, they, mm. they wanted white on white and they've been, they've been searching for a couple of years as well, trying to find this right picture for them and uh, mm. they found it. So that's what I had to get an Albany for to, to deliver it. But, um, mm, mm. you know, it, yeah, people are just, you just got to get, there's a right customer out there for everyone, for every picture probably. So, yeah. I think that the having a good technical image to start with, Kristen, is sort of the thing that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that's not there in the you know in the raw file, then I'm probably not going to spend the time and effort on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, although although the you know you could probably get away with it, it just doesn't seem to. Um, it, it's not it's not why I take photos, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. And, and you're an engineer, so you're coming from a, a fairly precise. Um, you know, um, mm. place Different. where yeah. where those sort of things are important to be sharp. I mean, your work is stunningly mm. beautiful. The 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 quality is exceptional. Um, your use of color is out of this world. Mm. Um, you know, your aerial stuff. I, I just look through your gallery and your aerial stuff, and I just you know just I just melt when I look at it. I, the the colors are so scrumptious, you know, <laughs> and just the way you use the color and, and um, you mm. know what you've captured and the way you sort of compose it it's um you know it's stunning stuff mate so thank you um, the checks in the post oh yeah no no way with that you know there's there's that i wouldn't mind being able to cut and paste all your images into my gallery and being able to sell them myself because um they're they are i mean i it, it's yeah, yeah they're amazing definitely put a lot of work into it and make them look spectacular so do you not think that's a um sort of grass is always like because um i look at other people's stuff and go i wish i could you know i wish i could do that instead of what i do Mm. so you know i think there's a bit of um there's a you know um i i certainly don't look at my stuff and feel that it's anything special or or unique Mm. and in fact you know i I feel it's lacking compared Mm. to you know compared to say yours and 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 others so yeah no, no need to think that, mate. Your but it, yeah, w- w- while we're pumping your tyres up, boys, I've just got to say, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, when I uh, went to the uh, to the bunker gallery at Team Digital and uh, checked out the uh, Infinite uh, uh, exhibition, and look, my only criticism is it was just too cheap. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I, I mean, that's that's really interesting because um, you know we um, yeah we, it's it's, just, it's yeah we debated what price price point to sit it at mm. uh no we didn't want to uh devalue it and we didn't want to go too high that no one would buy it either so mm. yeah it's a bit of a learning thing for us as well mm. um so yeah well yeah definitely take that on board for next time <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, a, you know the, the the prices um i mean the quality uh is there so mm. you know, your price yeah should be should be up there um it's at you know, the end of the day it's it's ha- what you what you value your own work at, and it's, it's certainly the time that we've put into it. Mm. Um, yeah, you'd certainly agree that they're worth more than we're charging for them. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, just the the quality of them too is just. You expect to see stuff like that and just go, oh, okay, well that's three thousand dollars. That's that's just how much it is. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, workshops, guys. What's been happening in that department? You want to talk on that one, Chris? Yeah, I, I think on the back of the um, on the back of the, the exhibition, we thought um, it would be nice to share with people um, a bit of the bit of the sort of Vaseline technique. 
And um, so we ran whilst the exhibition was on a, a, a workshop mm. with, um, you know, held it down at Team Digital, went down to um, City Beach and mm. shot um, shot a sunset and a bit of a sunrise the following day and then, then came back and um, Chris myself went through some uh, Photoshop editing of those those images and, and tried to help people through mm. um, editing their own images. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a really good experience. Certainly, um, we forgot. I, I guess um, having been playing with this technique for a couple of years, I, I suppose some of it we yeah we we is is you know learnt memory now. Mm. Um, but it was interesting see seeing the you know the, the people on the course basically relearn some of that stuff, and we sort of had to you know make make those corrections for them. But mm. really, that that was really good, and I think um, on the back of that, we've got a um, myself and Chris are talking about whether whether we'll put something in place later later this year and run a run another workshop, mm, mm. Um, perhaps mm. go a bit further afield. Where where can people find mm. your work? What's the tell us uh, where where they can find out about you guys, or if they want to do a workshop. Yeah, uh, well, I guess my stuff is on um, my website, which is um, cdphotographer.com. Mm. And I've also got a lot of my work on the Art Lovers Australia um, art, art platform as well. Mm. So mm. they're two places where uh, my stuff is, is available. Uh, all the exhibition stuff's available on my website and through Art Lovers as well. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Other Chris? Yeah, so I'm, I, I guess, um, uh, www.645imaging.com is, is my website. And um, then, yeah, I'm just on Instagram as 645imaging. They're probably fantastic. the two best spots. Yeah, fantastic, guys. Bob, thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you awesome. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. The technical details uh, <laughs> and, you know, Carwin's, uh, you know, we, we're, we're just kind of, not learning the system, but the whole video thing's letting us down every now and then. So, mm. yeah, right. but we got there in the end. And you got, um, you got a perfect, um, well, half a half a blooper show out of this today. Yeah, I reckon. Look, <laughs> just just yeah, quickly, the, um, if you're listening, at, if you're listening at home, wondering what the backstory is, we we had to um, do this uh, do the intro to this recording about seven thousand times, and um, and then we recorded um, half a podcast, and it just dropped out Chris Dark just dropped out so it's just been a disaster and normally when stuff like this happens it's when Tony Hewitt's in the house which is weird <laughs> seriously something always goes yeah. wrong when Tony's yeah, be, yeah something to do with a um, might have electricity coming out of our bodies or something Tony and I <laughs> stuffing yeah. up the internet <laughs> special mojo like you, you very hippies <laughs> yeah, yeah good stuff alright fellas well Thanks, thanks for your time, and uh, we will see you guys when you're down south next. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks for having guys. us, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.